Hello and welcome once again to the ChannelBuzz.ca podcast. I'm Robert Dutt, editor of ChannelBuzz.ca and as always your host for the show. Today we're following up on our recent chat with Intel Canada's Kareem Sharif about the new Xeon workstation processor lineup. On the heels of that announcement, Intel also released a new family of Xeon W processors, its high-end offering for workstations. And today we're joined by Phil Vokens, director of channel ISVs and cloud for Intel Canada, to discuss what's up with Xeon W. Uh, we chat about the goals for the new generation of processors and, of course, the performance gains they see, how Intel's approaching sustainability in terms of both manufacturing and the operation of its processors, the kinds of workloads that are emerging in the workstation space, and how Intel's feeling about the Canadian market for workstation-class systems. Vokens also elaborates on how digital-first mentalities are expanding the opportunity for workstations and what partners should be highlighting in terms of workstation system capabilities. It's a great conversation, so let's get right into it. My chat with Intel Canada's Phil Vokens. Bill, good to chat with you again. How goes? Yeah, brilliant. And yes, it's been a short while, uh, Rob, but everything is fantastic. Thank you very much. How are you keeping? Very well. Very well. You know, spring's, spring's rolling up. Got to love it. And, uh, and we had a good chat uh, on, the, uh, on the server side of, of Xeon. And uh, now looking forward to following up with a little bit on the, the newly announced Xeon Ws, the, the workstation side of the family. Yeah, great. Um, I, I guess to throw it open in sort of general terms, can you can you share a little bit about sort of the the thinking, the design, what what some of the goals and uh, and, and high points for uh, this generation of Xeon W is? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Let me try and take break that answer down into 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 three things. I mean, clearly, you know, being Intel um, and doing what we do, we will always talk about performance um, and, you, and I think you can take that as a given I hope that you can take that as a given from us but you know a couple of stats to throw in there we're up to 56 cores now uh, per proc obviously you would expect things like leading industry support for DDR5 I think up to 112 lanes now of PCIe Gen 5 so you can really um, yeah you can you can really point to quite a lot of factors which would say that we're really happy to kind of leading performance yet again with our most powerful uh, desktop work to workstation processor ever. But beyond the performance that you'd expect, I think what's really, to answer your question, you know, of more notes going into the thinking that, you know, went into the design and the uh, marketing of these processors is understanding the workload really and how people are using these today. Um, so the high value workloads that are out there in business for our customers. So for example, digital content creation, rendering, some of the really kind of prevalent industries and use cases that we see in Canada specifically. Um, so we've really thought thought about those and how we can enhance those. And I guess now actually, you know, very important to Intel and to many of our users is the sustainability. Uh, so addressing mm. things like power efficiency. And in fact, you can break sustainability down into two areas. You can look at you know, Intel's own sustainability, excuse me, as an organization. Um, things like 80% renewable electricity now um, uh, across the world, net water positive in three countries, I think, including the US, which are obviously our largest uh, um, area for manufacture and for operations, but also actually the sustainability of the uh, machine itself. 
Um, and not many people know how that's measured, but it is quite important. And we used to be, at a, in order to, to get the sustainability of the machine, you would look at the, for instance, the carbon emissions over the life cycle, including manufacture. Uh, right. So clearly, as I've just referenced, we've done a lot to reduce that over the last decades and we'll continue to do so. Um, but also then over the say three year life cycle of the machine. And it used to be something like a 50 50 uh, ratio for a, a modern client computer. Um, we've now because we've got so efficient with how we use these things got something like 8515, certainly in the mobile workstation and mobile um, uh, mobile device market, uh, which is kind of testament to how sustainable these machines are coming. So yeah, three things really, performance, uh, workload specific, use specific, and of course, sustainability, which is so important to many of our buyers now. All right. Uh, can you drill down a little bit on sort of that that specialization, that that workload side of things and, and how these were kind of built with those workloads in mind? I know that was the idea of the, the accelerators and targeting Xeon uh, towards uh, specific things was was a big part of the discussion on the server side. I'm wondering how that philosophy, that approach plays out on the workstation side. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, a defining characteristic of our Xeon launch has been the acceleration portfolio, modern workload specific. And then when you take that down really to the workstation layer, uh, you look at, say, certain use cases. How are people going to be... Uh, how people are going to be loading up these things given their, their in incredible performance. So you'll look at... Uh, very common ones, which we've got kind of well used to and well spoiled by things like Turbo Boost. Uh, but then you can actually go kind of really industry specific. Um, so, for example, one of the accelerators which we've taken from our um, our uh, Xeon product range right down into this, which is kind of really relevant for, for the workstation market, is AVX 512, where you would, in certain compute intensive tasks, offload some of the burden from the CPU uh, onto uh, on, onto kind of adjacent hardware, uh, which mm -hmm. allows you to, well, that's hardware is actually, I say adjacent, that's probably a misnomer, I don't want to mislead you. It's within the CPU uh, still, but offloads some of that from the core tasks of the CPU, which allows that particular compute intensive task to run faster, and also the CPU uh, to continue doing everything else that you're demanding of it. So that would be common, for instance, in, many content creation or render applications mm. like 60 percent of the market is controlled by render man which takes advantage of avx so that would be one i think which would be specifically relevant in canada where we have so much um kind of post-production and render and studio industry something like several hundred studios in vancouver but also is in montreal and toronto and some other centers so the kind of content creation and artist work uh and then you could get really into the weeds on some of the accelerators like uh, fma fuse multiply ad which is used in linear algebra um so specifically in some of the high uh, HPC or research institutions, which might be taking advantage of these. So yeah, we I think we've gone really specific uh, and really able to point to a great many use cases where uh, the the Xeon W range will really help uh, our our users speed things up uh, and be more efficient. 
a lot of these uh, these workstations are out there in market from a variety of vendors, as is, as is pretty much always the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious what you think partners should be thinking about, talking about, highlighting to their customers when positioning this new generation of workstations. Yeah, good question. And as you know, Rob, I've spent you know most of the last ten years kind of working in the channel um with partners who have these conversations with customers so i'm really glad you asked me that i'm actually going to turn that question on its head uh and i would say almost don't lead with positioning the benefits of the workstation from a partner perspective but think about how the particular customer you're speaking to or you're targeting is going to use that workstation before you position those benefits because otherwise the conversation can get too broad uh and too generic um i think we can safely assume in most if not all cases that a customer who is seriously looking at a workstation probably isn't just using it for standard office products so start with the application and the use case such as you know, content creators uh, that we were just discussing but we can expand that you know very recently there is a case study which is about to launch i think it's coming out in may so i can't uh, can't quite tell you yet but it's with a partner who's helped one of uh, North America's top music producers uh, go from a different ecosystem back into um, uh, a Xeon workstation uh, for, uh, for to be able to just handle kind of much better tasks in terms of their music production and those applications. We have helped um, one of Canada's top golf coaches, actually, and I mean that this is the head coach of the Humber Hawks, again, mm-hmm. with a partner, Uh, and a mobile workstation who had very, very specific problems in that when he wanted to take his workstation onto the range, um, he could not render the images from the uh, uh, from the TrackMan software fast enough to be able to get the feedback to the, his students who were who were hitting the ball. Um, so always start from a partner perspective um, with the application, and then mm. you'll better be able to position those features. And the other kind of just one thing you might want to look at um, is how is our industry changing in Canada and indeed in the world um, in that I think most organizations now are going more digital first uh, mm-hmm. and if they are going more digital first then the role of marketing professionals within the, within those organizations will change as well and you may find a lot more use cases for some of this uh, the software applications and then the power horse underneath it Um, such as say Xeon W, which will help you better position to your customers and better and better meet their needs. Some some great examples there of sort of the um, the places where you see workstations going today, both sort of the the classics in terms of of video production and and all that line of work, and then some new markets in terms of of audio and I guess what you'd call sort of edge analytics. Um, What are what are some of the other? I guess what I'm looking for is is how do you see the the market for workstations overall evolving in the Canadian market, and are there any other kind of those emerging opportunities that partners should be aware of, uh, either that didn't exist before or that were perhaps done at a PC level but would be much better served uh, by a workstation. Yes, uh, and I think to take the last question first, um, you know, PC market better served by a workstation. One of the growth areas we've seen has been the growth of the mobile workstation. Uh, so again, when partners are speaking to customers about that, mobility mm-hmm. has to be one of the very first questions because it, uh, it's really common that people will have a mix of hybridity 
if I can use that word in their working, so from mobile to you know their their existing office bases, um, and yeah, how's the market just changed? I mean, the pandemic kind of changed a lot with hybrid hybrid working. Um, mm-hmm. Other areas we've seen growth would be in uh, just because of that, in no longer having a dedicated workstation in an office, but in a hybrid work environment. Um, the need to kind of pull resources. So rack mounts is one way that um, some organizations are meeting that capability, being able to provide more horsepower with actually um, less less footprint. Uh, And then really looking at the C-suite priorities from Canada, and there was some research which came out um, last week from IDC actually, which I was um, very happy to uh, be privy to, which was, I think number two on the C-suite list uh, in Canada specifically, and something like 100 companies um, sampled, after kind of cultural breakdown of organizational silos was they highlighted a lack of digital skills to keep up with their organizational pace. And mm-hmm. now if you think about that for a second, you know, I refer to my past answer as well of how the marketing role has changed, for instance, within companies. We are not just thinking about new industries here, but we're thinking about existing um, customers or clients that we may have had for years or even decades who are now creating new roles or have new requirements of their users that they didn't have before because of this digital first presence. And that requires better content creation, faster usage, um, and so just better digital skills, which um, will be, I think, very well served at the application level by by a great many of these workstation products. Um, you, you touch on mobile nodes. I understand the, the ZNW is is sort of the powerhouse, the high end. Can you kind of walk me through the the lineup from from ZNW kind of on down to the to the mobile and the rest of the workstation uh, strategy? Yes, yes, I can. Um, so obviously the workstation for data centers, you look at really the W3200, uh, W2200 range um, under, say, which was released under code, code name Sapphire Rapids and, and, and now in market. And then really on the mobile side, um, you'd go right down really to the 13th generation Intel Core, which is our current generation uh, of, of, of core product in market. Um, this kind of gives that hybrid performance architecture uh, with more cores and threads, which really allows um, offloading, say, of some of the more compute-intensive tasks underneath, uh, under the covers within, within the PROC. Um, you will get with those kind of best-in-class I.O. options. And then also, say, under that, that mobile workstation um, category, you create you know, a whole new class of or you can address a whole new class of users as well. You know, these are people that potentially who are in, interested in incredible gaming um, and mm. uh, content creation and productivity too, but on the go. And that is, um, I think, yeah, a very, very fast growing market um, in, in Canada specifically where we're seeing a lot of interest. I think we kind of kind of covered the territory I was hoping to cover in terms of uh, of what's new with with ZNW and kind of how the workstation market and and opportunity looks right now. Anything else that partners need to know about uh, about either these Zeons in particular or the uh, the workstation opportunity? Yeah, I think on both levels. Uh, thanks for asking that question. I mean, one um, 
Sapphire Rapids is here. It's in market. This is our most powerful desktop uh, workstation processor ever designed um, and professionals are able to take advantage of all that capability. So yes, please do uh, make sure that you're um, helping your customers achieve that. And in so doing, as we've discussed, um, please always start, I think, with the use case and the application um, and allow the technology to fit that rather than approach it the other way around. We're seeing the, the partners who have the greatest success are those who are using those relationships to really hone in on the um, existing and also those new use cases we were referring to. All right, sage advice. I appreciate your time, Phil, as always. Thank you very much. Thank you. Great to speak to you again, Rob. There you have it, the full story on Intel's new Xeon W workstation processors, courtesy of Phil Vokens. I'd like to thank Phil for joining us for the podcast, and of course, thank you for listening. The podcast will be back in your feed very soon. We have upcoming guests from around the channel, including Tony Anscombe from ESET and Ian Perdell-Lewis from Avaya. So make sure you're subscribed and ready to go when those hit. And if you have the opportunity to leave us a rating and a review, we appreciate it. Your feedback does make a difference. Until next time, I'm Robert Dutt for ChannelBuzz.ca. Stay safe out there, and I'll see you around the channel.